0: This is the Ramsey Call of the Day, part of the Ramsey Network. All right, Rachel. So we've been talking about weddings, and I've got this article here from CNN. Weddings are booming again. They're bigger and more expensive than ever. <laughs> We'd love to hear that. This year's wedding boom is projected to be big, according to a new report from wedding planning site The Knot. It anticipates as many as 2.6 million weddings taking place in 2022. The big events will also be much bigger and likely more expensive amid record levels of consumer price inflation. On average, couples spent a total of thirty-four thousand dollars on their wedding in twenty twenty-one, including the ceremony, reception, engagement, and wedding rings. The Not report said, "This is All getting it. crazy."
1: It's—I mean—it's wild, and I just know someone. I know people personally that, yeah, they didn't—they didn't have their wedding because of COVID. Like yeah. they weren't able to have the wedding they wanted, so they waited. Actually, we know someone that's on our team, and she's getting married tonight. That's right. So yeah, I mean, it's just. It is wild, and it's and it's an expensive day. It's an yes. expensive event. Uh, I always think about the Friends episode with Chandler and Monica. And Monica's like, "If you call it a party one more time, because it's like our big party." She's like, "It is not a party." It's so a yes, wedding. it's an event. It's a it's day. It's a day. Yeah, when you uh, divide
0: the cost out by how many people are attending, and you go, "Oh my gosh, is Uncle Richie really worth two hundred and fourteen dollars?" That's the
1: problem. Oh, it's like the per head thing. It's when you start getting declines. You're like.
0: Up. Okay, good. Thank you. That's a great feeling. (laughs) That people that you didn't really want to show up that your parents made you invite. I know. Hopefully they're not listening right now. Sorry. They won't even know who they are. I was about to say. Yeah, Uh yeah, you're you're good. So here's the deal. With all these expensive weddings comes a lot of wedding advice. And a lot of that advice happens to be on the internet. And a portion of that internet is TikTok, Rachel. And I know you have some feelings about TikTok, but there's a specific video that I wanted to show you. I wanted to watch together as a family, and I wanted to get your reaction. (laughs) Are you okay with this?
1: I can't wait. Okay,
0: here is some of the worst wedding advice I've heard. Okay. Let's go.
1: So I wanted to share with you the best wedding advice of all time. The second that you get engaged, open a credit card. Mm. Now, I know what you're going to say. I already have a credit card. Of course. I get a new one. Of course. Get one that's running a promotion, but what you're going to do is you're going to put every single wedding expense you ever have on that card. Even if the vendor charges like a 2% credit card fee, pay the fee. It is worth it. Seriously. Um, we got a ton of bonus points. We put everything on that card because we already have cash saved. And so I think a lot of people think, like, well, let's just pay with cash, then we're not in debt, right? But you already have the cash, so we just use it to pay off the credit card every month. But we're still getting miles, and that's, like, where the money really is. So then when you have all of these miles, you use it to literally book the honeymoon of your dreams for free.
0: Oh, there's so much there to unpack, Rachel. We could we could sit here all day. I know, but it's
1: the mindset. That is so...
0: It's a mindset. That's a good point.
1: That's so normal. This like is the normal is... cultural... Most yes.
0: people listening and watching go, I don't get it. What was wrong with that, uh-huh. that advice?
1: That's true. Yep. Yep. Yeah,
0: use the points. Go on the free vacation. it all, it's work, all out. work out. it's
1: even all going to work out. Even if you have the cash. that be
0: okay. That was the wildest part. They've got the cash to do it, apparently. And she says, even though you have the cash, put it on the card
1: here's the thing this and this is tried and true it's always been true because there's been study after study after study that when you choose to spend someone else's money naturally you are going to spend more because there is not an emotional connection to the money you're spending so as you're planning this wedding and putting everything on the credit card you're like well Yeah, 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 let's do that. Or the, you know, that dress, the dress, it's like $800 more. It'll be fine because we're going to get the points. That's future Rachel's problem. They start, you start to justify, you really do, these, these transactions and the expenses and, and and doing a little bit more is actually better. I'd rather spend more because I'm going to get the airline miles on the back end. So it's going to be fine. And the crazy thing is when you look, especially a wedding budget, the average wedding is $34,000 and you give yourself any leeway emotionally to say oh we can we can spend a little bit more how much more thousands and thousands and thousands that you're probably going to spend again because there's just not that emo- there's not a feeling of okay that's my money leaving so you are to get a plane ticket to cancun and i'm like listen plane it's expensive right now i get it sure but but it's not thousands th- of let's dollars let's just say a thousand let's say it's a, let's say it's 500 dollars there 500 dollars okay. back Two people, it's two thousand dollars. I guarantee you they spent more than two thousand dollars because of the idea, oh, okay, but, but we're gonna we're gonna get some on the back end. That's oh fine. yeah. And then well, my other can I just go one more time? Please. Oh, but day. I know everyone's like, uh, and this isn't I don't feel this way. This is how I. this is one of the reasons that I really just don't like I don't like the whole industry of credit cards. Because in order to get those miles, in order to get those points, it's not because MasterCard is like this generous, you know, entity and they're like, you know what? You've been just so great. So I'm going to just give you, give you something. They have trillions of dollars, like billions, billions. I'm going to say trillions. I don't even know if that's true, but billions, we can say for sure of dollars for people that don't pay their credit cards off mm. and are paying interest, so the people that are mismanaging their money, you get to go get your seven hundred dollar plane ticket paid for by. The, and I'm like, it's gross. That like, doesn't I, feel good. It does, Well, to me, it does. I'm like, you know what? The whole and it, gross. Can I just use my money and like stay away from? Like, I don't even want to yes. participate. I don't want to participate. So, don't I be a part that, of that system. I don't like it. I don't like wow. it. Wow. Well,
0: we dug into this on the Fine Print podcast that we did, and we interviewed an ex employee at Capital One. Who was overseeing one of these programs? And here's what she told me The average credit card has 30 different price point and reward tiers. And that's on purpose. They mm-hmm. want it to be confusing and overwhelming. And they do 10,000 experiments. That's a direct number she told me on customers. You are a hamster in the maze. And you get to the cheese and you think, more. I won. Yeah. I won. I got airline miles. I won. And then you zoom out and you're a hamster in the maze on the wheel. In the cycle of trying to get more points to go on your next trip. And I just go, dude, become your own cashback program. Save up for your trip. I'll teach you how to budget. We can do this on our own and not have to hope for some miles to come through. And the fact that she said, and you get those airline miles, and that's where the money really is. And I'm like, your airline miles are worth $0. You can't cash those out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You can cash money out of your bank. But your airline miles, a hundred thousand miles. We don't. Where does that get you? That's not a hundred thousand miles of travel. That's an arbitrary number that these credit card companies use to confuse you. Yeah, yeah. If they were so generous, they would just say, "All right, two percent. It's going to be full cash back. Here's two thousand dollars." They make it confusing on purpose to get you to spend and spend and spend. To spend more and more. Don't do this. And
1: only forty-eight percent of Americans. So, you know, a little less than half pay off their credit card every month. So you hear mm. people say, you know, well, I pay I mine pay it off. Yeah. yeah. Half of those people that say that and don't. And that's the
0: problem with advice like this is she's saying a blanket because I can manage my credit card spending well. Yeah. Everyone should go get a credit card. And then half of America is in credit card debt Average carrying
1: 68, a balance. 000, or I'm sorry $6,800. Mm. So almost $700. Seven, I'm sorry, gosh, $7,000. Wow. And I'm like, you know, and the credit card arguments... Because I'm like, the math, like, okay, get it. Like, I sure. Yeah, you spend that, you get, okay. The, yes. On the, on the sheet of paper, I'm like, yes, that, that, that. But again, what you don't take into account is everything else we've been talking about of how much more you're spending, how much you're just in their rat race of them knowing you better than you even know yourself. Um, and it's, and then, you know, and I know some people use their credit card to make ends meet. They literally do not make enough to... Live, and so that's one reason they use. Which we would say, "Hey, you've got to cut expenses, and you have to earn extra. Money. You can't con- continue to live in the negative. You can't
0: keep digging the and hole and win
1: long term. Yes. Yeah. And then the other is just buying a bunch of stuff. I'm like, and, it, and then you end up with almost a seven thousand dollar balance on average oh, yeah. for people. And I'm like, and it's and I think about our the minimalists, some of our friends. and I'm like, it is. It's it's just it's just this American standard. Of what we expect to live like. Mm -hmm. And we don't expect to live like this. We're going to do anything in our means possible because this is the expectation. I'm like, who set the bar? Who decided that?
0: The credit card companies did. (laughs) And here's the truth. You can't spend your way into a meaningful life.
1: No. And you sit there with your credit
0: card and you spend. Look at your transactions. How many of those were wants versus needs? Don't tell me you only spent it on gas. Listen, you're having some fun. And that's okay, but that stuff's going to have you if you're not careful and you're going to be sitting there with credit card debt hoping for some airline miles so that you can go to Cancun. Pay for your own dang honeymoon. We'll teach you how. We can (laughs) do this all day long, dude. You don't have to wait on Capital One. Thanks for tuning in to the Ramsey
1: Call of the Day. To check out all of our podcasts, just search Ramsey Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen